purpose, fulfillment, love, happiness. We all want it, but for many of us, it has been elusive, almost an illusion. Life is full of twists and turns. It's so easy to make poor choices, get off course, and end up on a dead end street. The big question is this, why are some people able to navigate the chaos of life and achieve personal and professional success while others get lost and continually experience setbacks and defeats? This is the question for which this podcast will provide the answers. Using discernment as a life tool is key. Join me as I unpack the building blocks of optimal decision-making so that you can finally learn how to enjoy a life full of perpetual joy, peace, fulfillment, and ultimate purpose in life. You will be equipped with the tools necessary to wake up every day feeling empowered, energized, and enlightened, even when the storm clouds are on the horizon. I'm Rhonda Mako. And this is The Power of the Pivot, Leading with Discernment. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to The Power of the Pivot, Leading with Discernment. I just got finished meditating this morning, and I was in a quiet space listening to the birds chirp and sing, and they're still chirping and singing. So I want you to know that you may hear that in the background, and that is done purposely because I want you to be relaxed and be able to fully listen to what this podcast is all about. We're talking about self-improvement, and it's important that you hear the lessons so that way it can help you in some way, shape, or form, because that's what this podcast is all about, trying to help even myself as I try to add some value to your workday. So let's get started. Today is episode 32, and we're talking about removing mental barriers. So here are some questions I have for you today. What's in your head? Are you stressed, happy, sad, numb, bitter? The list of feelings, emotions, and adjectives that come to the forefront when we think about what's going on in our head is voluminous. We can't avoid stumbling blocks like sadness or you know, different emotions that are negative that may come into our head. We'll always find ourselves in positions where something comes up. That's just how it works. We're all walking our path and, you know, there'll just be things that are unexpected that come up and we have to deal with them. At all stages of our lives, we experience ups and downs, right? Things that shape who we are, and help us grow or regress depending upon how we interpret what comes to us, how we use it to our advantage or disadvantage. Oftentimes, we don't even realize that something we are carrying around in our head started years ago or even when we were young. I freely admit to you that some things I do today are based upon certain things that happened to me in my youth. And you are probably the same way. There are things that we picked up along the way that started when we were children and we may still have certain things in our head or we may still have certain ways that we do things that started way back when. And again, these things are just natural to us at this point because we never really analyzed why we're doing it. Now, some of these things are benign 
because they don't take up headspace or place you in a negative disposition. So for me, for example, let's just say when I was growing up, I developed a taste for tea. And it started out by me watching my kindergarten teacher. Sometimes I didn't want to go outside to play. I would stay inside. Maybe I wasn't feeling well. I just didn't want to be bothered with other people. And I noticed she always had a cup of tea and she used the tap water to make the tea, hot tap water. And she just used to drink it and it intrigued me. And then also my father drank tea. So sometimes we would drink tea and he would put different things in it. He would put evaporated milk in it and we would drink it together. And I developed a taste for tea. Now, fast forward today, I love so many different varieties of tea. I love peppermint tea, green tea, you know, so black tea, white tea, all kinds of teas. And I try them and it has just developed into something that puts me in a very positive space, actually. When I think about reading a book or writing something or doing work, I always want to get a cup of tea, not a cup of coffee, not any other beverage, but tea. So that's something that I started early on in life because of certain memories, you know, with my kindergarten teacher and my father that has developed into something that I believe is just wonderful. So that's just an example of something that we had from our past that developed into something good, right? So, you know, I associate that tea with wonderful childhood memories that will stay with me probably forever. And so I can carry around these memories and they will not put me in a negative headspace. In fact, you know, these are fond memories that can lift my mood at any time. Nothing wrong with that. But on the other hand, there are other childhood memories that stay with us and dictate different outcomes that may not be things we wanted or expected. So for example, perhaps your first love interest. At some point, we all have a first love interest. So if you were dating someone, for example, and you thought you were seeing only that person, but then it turned out that that person was seeing you and someone else. And you happen to find out by actually seeing those two people together. So now that eyewitness account that you witnessed may have been jarring for you. And it may stay with you as a mental picture, perhaps in the form of flashbacks or just a type of mental trauma in some form, right? That could happen. That happens actually all the time. Even further, beyond that physical picture of seeing this person that you probably fell in love with and see them with someone else, you know, and now you associate that with unfaithfulness, that experience may have shaped your steps and dictated how you deal with other people today and how you may proceed in personal relationships. It's quite possible, actually, that happens all the time. The problem with that type of negative experience is that it may stay with you for as long as you fail to deal with it. It may stay with you forever, and it may plague your relationships. And that type of ex experience stays with you by latching on to your weaknesses, weaknesses that you already have. And then it develops into this staggering habit 
that perpetuates negative outcomes that you may not be aware of. So in the example I gave you about the relationships, that initial experience of being with someone who was unfaithful can snowball into issues related to trust, especially if you already have a propensity to not trust people to begin with. What I mean is, if part of your personality is to be wary or skeptical of people, this is before the unfaithfulness happened, then that quality in of itself is not bad, right? So let's just say my personality trait is one where I'm skeptical. I, I'm very cautious with people. That's not a bad thing. But now you add on this negative experience, such as infidelity, and that experience can latch onto that character trait. And now you may have a full-blown mental barrier that is present in every relationship you initiate. That's the baggage people bring into new relationships that have nothing to do with present relationship you're in, but it has everything to do with your past experiences and other influences that combine to become sort of a Molotov cocktail of sorts that places you on the path of drama, non-existent issues, and other conflicts that are just quite frankly, unnecessary. Some of us are plagued in our relationships because of these experiences that we had early on and we failed to reconcile as we got older. The number of experiences we have that can affect us as we get older are plentiful, believe me. Some come from things your parents may have done. Some of us may have felt abandoned by parents or siblings or whatever. We may have been bullied by our friends or people we thought were friends. We may have experienced loss, abuse, whether it's sexual, mental, or other types of abuse, etc. And some of these things are dormant inside us and the experiences continue to become ignited as we come in contact with people. That's what the problem is. How do we deal with this, you say? Well, as always, a big part of this means you have to be honest with yourself. That whole issue of honesty will stay throughout this podcast because we have to be honest in order to get to the root of problems. Not only do we have to reflect, self-reflect, you know that's something I'm a big proponent of. We have to also think about those memories, childhood experiences, traumatic experiences that we had and never fully dealt with. But now the next step of dealing with it is to put the pieces together to understand your personality traits or your unique characteristics, and also understanding how some of those experiences you had may have latched onto your personality traits. And that's what's swaying you into a particular direction. You know what I mean? So those experiences now have grabbed a hold of you to steer you further into a place that may be holding you back. So what I'd like you to do today when you have some time, maybe when you get off of work um, and you're relaxing, is for you to marry up those two lists. So first, remember we talked about the list of unique characteristics. Remember, you're Unlike anyone else, you are a unique person. No one else can duplicate who you are. So there are different personality traits about you. 
So we wrote that down early on in the podcasts. So I want you to take out that list and look at it. And if you've been self-reflecting all this time, you may want to update the list, especially if you discovered other traits since you wrote that list. We wrote that list, I want to say, a while ago, months ago. So it's good to revisit now and see if there's some traits that you left off and put them on the list. And then what I want you to do is write out a separate list of negative experiences and traumatic events that you experienced in life. Now, we also did that too. So what I want you to do is first, again, go back as far as you can remember. Look at both lists. And if there are things you left off, put them on. And then think about any experiences that provoked fear, hate, bitterness, sadness, and any other negative emotions. Take your time while you're doing this, please. This is not something that you do in five minutes. And then when you're ready, put the lists side by side and compare them. And as you compare them, see if there is a connection between the experiences and the characteristics. What we're looking for is the possibility that those experiences have been acting as a host or a catalyst to turn those personality traits into a barrier of sorts, specifically a mental barrier. Just think about it for a second. Sometimes our experiences take a hold of our personality traits, like hold them hostage, if you will, and take them to the extreme. So now what used to be a perceptive person who proceeds with caution is now a non-trusting, cynical, pessimistic person who thinks the world and everything in it is bad. That's crazy. That's not who you were meant to be. That's not how your unique person was supposed to be developed. Experiences were meant to shape, but not completely define you. We need to use our experiences to our benefit, not to our detriment. Believe me, some of the worst experiences in your life can end up being the catalyst for necessary change. And you know why? Because we were meant to be conquerors. We were meant to overcome obstacles. We're designed for that. We are. We can't allow our experiences to hold us back. Many times we ask ourselves, why did this happen to me? Oh, why me? Oh, what was me? However, do we ever think about the experience and how it may have needed to happen in order for us to learn and grow? We'll never know this if we just allow the experience to be, just to be, instead of trying to put the pieces together to figure out how to move forward beyond the experience. Stagnation is a burden. So if you let something just stay stagnant in you, it's not helping you at all. You must know who you are. And that means knowing as much as you can about you. We are all walking around with mental barriers that are weighing us down. And for what? It's time to remove those mental barriers and turn them into fuel that skyrockets you into the true you. Don't be afraid of mental barriers. Just confront them. Take a look at your unique self. Understand your experiences and see where the two met. It's time for a separation of the two. 
so that you can clearly see where the detour occurred. The detour being when the experience took flight and held you captive. That's what we're trying to determine. It's time to move forward with healing. Healing has to take place in order for there to be progression. Be courageous enough to be you and remove the mental barriers. That's what I'm striving towards. The life you were meant to live is waiting for you. Believe me, you just have to put in the work to obtain it. So again, look at the two lists we talked about. Number one, your characteristics or personality traits and update as necessary. And number two, look at your memorable experiences. You're going to have to dig deep for this now. Any traumatic experiences, negative memories, experiences, and let's remove those mental barriers. But you got to confront it in order to remove it. Your authentic self is so needed in the world. Believe me, how dare you deprive us of you? We need you. We want to know that unique you because you have something to offer the world, not just yourself, but the world. And we need to see it. So that's what I wanted to talk to you about today, guys. I just wanted to really talk about mental barriers and how important it is to remove them. But, you know, we have to start somewhere. We have to really take a look at why the mental barriers are there. If we never even thought about it, we don't even realize we have mental barriers. So we really have to think sharp and realize that there are things that may be stopping us and we have to get to a point where we first realize it, see how it took flight, and then figure out how to come back, come back to the basics, reestablish, reconnect, build a better foundation. That's what we're all about here. And that's what we need to do because we know that we have something to offer and it's time we started to offer it. So thanks so much for tuning in today. I can't wait to connect with you next week. I really want to further develop this concept of mental barriers and, and, and you know get us on the right track. That's what we're really trying to do. So until next time, thank you for tuning in to The Power of the Pivot, Leading with Discernment. Until next time, love to you all. Take care of you. Thanks so much. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks. That concludes this week's episode of The Power of the Pivot, Leading with Discernment, where our goal is to equip and empower you with the divine tools you need to succeed personally and professionally. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review so we know how effective our message is and how much this message adds value to you personally. Remember, discernment is key. And if this is your first time tuning in, subscribe to the show so that you will be notified of future episodes. Until next time, love to you and yours.